The Digital Gumbo Podcast contains language that some may find offensive. Listener discretion is advised. Well, now we're done with that shit. Let's start the show. For the victory lap, though. Whoa, whoa. They ain't never seen nothing like this before. Lit the room when I came through the front door. Ask me if I should suffer, come work for. Train in the trees, please, pardon my sycamore. The best part of your week starts now. You're listening to the Digital Gumbo Podcast. I'm your host, Nookie Bishop Jr. Thanks so much for joining me. As always, joined by my co-host, T. Petty and Adrice Elbow. T. Petty, we made it another week. How you doing? I haven't talked to you in a while. I know, it's been a minute. We gotta do better. Uh, I've been all right. I've been all right. I had a rough couple weeks at work, but I'm recovering now. I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad to hear your big projects all done. Finally, the motherfuckers is getting on my nerves. All right, all right, I hear that. Idris, how you doing? How you living, man? It's been a minute. What's up, bro? What's up, Nikki? What's up, T. Petty? This your boy, Idris Elbow, with a little bit of ash on the elbow. You know, Nookie and T. Petty, it's been hella hot for the past five days where I live. I'm talking about like above 90 degrees. And, you know, a brother been trying to, like, teach his kids skills. So I had my son outside, you know, drinking from the water hose just in case things go bad. And I'm glad I did because our lights went out. It's like they went out, like, um, last night. And, um, you know, when your lights go out, you know, the first thing you think is, like, did I pay did I pay my light bill? <laughs> Is that my and then you know, you know what you do? You 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 like look out the window and then you be happy when you see everybody else lights off because you say, Oh, it's a power outage. <laughs> You're a nut, man. You're a nut. I'm glad the, the bill is paid and the lights is back on. Some serious storm. Well, I, I ain't saying nothing about the bill paid. I was oh. like, you know, I don't think I dropped anything on that since COVID hit. The electricity came back on, and that's the main thing. So that's what's yep. up. All right, let me get into a couple things. We got to catch up on some stuff. We got some, uh, we're going to play a miniature version of Choose Your Own Adventure. So, T. Petty, we're going to pick you first. We're going to knock out these first items. We'll go to a break, and then we'll come back with the other stuff, all right? So, T. Petty, Choose Your Own Adventure 2.0. We got here Fight 1 or Fight 2. Oh, you know I like fights. All right, let's do Fight 1. Fight 1. 54-year-old Mike Tyson has announced his comeback September 12th. He'll be fighting an eight-round bout against 51-year-old Roy Jones Jr. in an exhibition match. Your thoughts about this real-life Rocky 17 between Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr.? Well, both of their old asses need to sit down somewhere, but considering that uh, Mike has had some misogynistic episodes, I can't really root for Mike. Um, I'm going to put my money on Roy Jones, but neither one of them need to be in the ring. They both need to sit down somewhere, but I'm not going to lie. I am going to watch. Okay. Okay. I'll definitely watch. I think it's going to be a spectacle. Idris, um, this match may or may not be sponsored by Geritol, or Centrum Silver. Uh, what do you think? Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones, September 12th. Man, this is my first time hearing about that, uh, Nook. And, uh, man, I'm going to be watching that, too. That's going to be amazing. That's going to be a, like a – you can't miss that fight. It's like when your two uncles get drunk and get in a fight at the at the family, like, reunion. That's what that's going to be like. <laughs> Unbelievable, I just, know, I just know one of them got a bag full of uh, – a Crown a Royal bag full of change on their dresser. I just know it. <laughs> and <laughs> Uncle Barbecue Sandals. <laughs> they, they may actually both have, though. So we'll uh, tune in and see what happens. We'll talk about it. Again, that fight's scheduled for September 12th. All right, so, Idris, you're up. Fight two or – Shashimi. All right, I can't even pronounce that second word you say, so I'm going to go with fight number two. Fight number two. A viral video surfaced this week of a topless white woman in Miami Beach. She put the MMA moves on two sisters and took them down. The only thing she had on was a thong. Her boobs was out, and I don't know what precipitated the fight, but she got in the street rolling, put some MMA moves on these chicks, Mad bystanders, Miami Beach. It happened right in front of coffee shop, bro. So they calling her uh, 
Ronda Rousey. So the topless fight in Miami Beach, again, the lady with nothing but a thong on, throwing blows and putting the MMA moves on. My thing is they was fighting in front of a coffee shop. Like, you know, like topless? Like, what kind of neighborhood is this? Like, where do you see that at? And then, like, you're going to go topless? Like, you mean to tell me now that, um, you know, Karen's is going topless, putting MMA moves on sisters? This is like, the, the, the world has turned upside down. Like, who would ever thought that would have been a story? T. Mm, mm, mm. Petty, weave, everything was flying. It was a wig that got, like, put on the sidewalk. Your thought about the topless fight in Miami? I mean, just because a girl is white don't mean she can't fight. So, I mean, you win some, you lose some, girls. I don't know what happened. You sent us the video, but I was like, I'm not watching this bullshit because I just knew it was going to be some trash, and I was correct. So, I mean, I don't know why she was fighting with her fun bags out, but I guess she won. So, congrats, girl. Now, that's a, that's a pretty good strategy. I think if I, like, was going to get in a fight with somebody, especially if I thought I was going to lose, I might just, like, strip naked. It's like, you, you want some of this? What, what you going to do? You know, because if you get naked, people think you crazy. They won't mess with you. The way they teach you to fight is like to grab onto some clothes or something like that. But if you have minimal clothing to grab onto, uh, you know, you might be uh, at a loss. And um, that's what kind of fight where they tell you to grab on the clothes. That ain't how they taught us to fight. Well, that's a hockey fight. You take the jersey and you pull it up over the head and you just wail. Bam, 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 bam. But if you ain't got no clothes, well, she went for the weed, which is not technically clothes. But she did whip that ass. She put some of them hammer lock UFC that's the new fight I'm not you know I'm from the school where we stay in the middle of the street and we knuckle up knuck a few buck but all this rear naked well that was a naked chokehold that she yeah that was a naked chokehold for real but all this MMA mm -mm, I I don't know bro if if they look like they got them tattoos you leave them alone be like have a nice day I'll buy you a drink we out we not we not gonna have that absolutely not all right, T-Petty, you're up. You have a choice between sashimi or gator. All right, give me sashimi. Sashimi. In Japan, a woman had some sushi and also had some sashimi tuna. After which she consumed the tuna, she noticed she had a throat irritation. <laughs> she went to the otolaryngologist, ear, nose, and throat doctor. They looked down her throat. A worm, which they presume came from the sashimi tuna, had latched itself onto her tonsil. They had to go in, perform a surgery. The sashimi worm was about four inches long. They removed it and extracted it. And she had a little bit of uh, additional throat irritation. But after they removed the the worm from her tonsil, she was okay. Your thoughts about... Shishimi tuna and the tonsil worm. Okay. First, it was the leech that latched on dude's bladder. Now we got worms in old girl's throat. It's somewhere we could go with that, but we're not going to do that right now. (laughs) (laughs) Ew, that's nasty. That's why you got to have your meat when it's fully cooked. (laughs) It's somewhere I could go with that too, but I'm not. Listen, y'all, y'all got to be careful what you're putting in your mouth. You got to examine your food and any other item you're putting in your mouth that is not actually edible. Just inspect it. Make sure you have some full direct light. You know, bring a little flashlight. Use your phone and flashlight and check all that shit out before you just pop it in your mouth. Heal. That's good health tips here on the Digital Gumbo Podcast. Sir, I am reluctant to go to you, but your thoughts on the worm that attached itself to the lady's tonsil in Japan. Look, I think T. Petty is right on this. You don't be putting no raw meat in your mouth without inspecting it. Like That's the first thing you do. You look at that meat up and down and around, and then you make sure it ain't got no worms. That's that's the worst thing. (laughs) We we are the kings and queens of the double entendres on this subject. We just go right along. Listen, but, you know, think about this, though. Like, so she ate this tuna, and then the worm got lodged on her tonsil. So it's just, like, hanging off the back of her throat. And if you, if you think about it, that's actually the best-case scenario. Because you don't want that worm getting in your body. 
So she actually got lucky on this one that the worm hung on to her tonsil. I think we should just move on from this conversation because it's, it's, it's veering off into territory that is yes. not acceptable. Yes, yes. We started out talking about sashimi and we, we talking about some other things. Okay, you're up, bro. You have a choice now between gator or black green. I'm going to go with um, gator. And I hope it's like from, um, you remember that movie? Jungle Fever that um, Spike mm-hmm. Lee did, mm-hmm. and it was a character called um, Gator played by Sam Jackson. I hope yes. it's that one. No, no. It's you a dance for me, Gator? <laughs> I smoked your damn TV, mama, all right? I, I dance for you, mama. <laughs> okay. In Minnesota, a woman went to a zoo, She and there's a gator, an alligator pit. There's a bridge over the alligator pit where zoo goers can go over. She dropped her wallet in the alligator pit, and her son was with her at the zoo, a two-year-old. She goes off the bridge, down into the alligator pit to retrieve her wallet. Luckily, neither of them were hurt. <sighs> got her wallet and went back to the zoo. The zoo wasn't even aware of this until the viral video surfaced online. Of course, they told people not to do this. So, Adrice Elbow, uh, give me feedback on Karen with the drop wallet going into the alligator pit. Now, you know, she was just looking for some like gator shoes to go with that, <laughs> that match that wallet. That's like, why are you doing that? You mean to tell me you drop a wallet and in an enclosure with a dangerous animal and then you go down and you pick up said wallet. You know, that is the most caringest thing I ever seen. Because if you know, a sister or a brother drop a wallet there. That's what our wallet gonna stay, right there with the animals. <laughs> the only thing I can think of is she wanted to get like a matching set of like you know gator shoes to go with that gator purse that she dropped. Mm, mm, mm. T. Petty, maybe her wallet was crocodile, but she went down with the gators. What do you think? Maybe she was a goddamn fool. Why was she at the zoo anyway? We in the middle of the Rona. So not only are you out and about, probably not wearing a mask, but you drop your wallet, and so you climbed out into the crocodile pit, they have a death wish. I keep trying to tell y'all. That's why you can't fuck with them. How can you reason with somebody who don't even care about their own life? So she left her, how old was that kid, four? I think it was two. Uh, left a two-year-old unattended to climb her. No, un- she went into the gator pit down the side of the wall, the grassy knoll where the gator pit was, and took the two-year-old with her. <laughs> okay, I'm, I missed that part of the story. Can, can you imagine what them gators was thinking watching this? Dinner. Like they, see, they see the purse fall, and it's like, this, she done dropped her purse in here. Wait, wait, I know she ain't coming down. Oh, she bringing a baby, too? Those gators was, like, in shock. I had to mute myself because I almost coughed to death. Let's just move (laughs) on. That bitch is dumb. (laughs) All right, T-Betty, you have a choice between black, green, and nowhere. Let's go with nowhere. Nowhere. In Taiwan, they have this brand-new airport. The airport opened during the pandemic. They need to make some money some kind of way. They have invited people in Taiwan to come to the airport, you check through security the whole nine yards, you get on the plane and you go absolutely nowhere. You might get you a little snacky snack, you might get you a beverage, you sit there, relax, they might put a movie on and then you leave, but the flights are going absolutely nowhere right now in Taiwan. The flight to nowhere, would you pay for the experience to go nowhere at this point or is that like a hard pass for you? That's dumb as hell. If I wanted to go nowhere, I could just stay at home in the comfort of my Rona-free environment. Why would I pay to go through the hassle of airport security to sit on an uncomfortable, hot-ass plane, breathing recirculated Rona air, watch an old-ass movie, because it's not like they get the shit straight from Hollywood, and then go back home? What is the purpose? 
how much are they charging for this? I'm not sure, but it's it's not, it's mildly popular. A lot of people are coming to the airport, getting the airport experience. I don't know if the shops are open, but they say the people go through security, they sign up, they get on the plane, they have a drink or a snack. It's sort of like a, a club, like on a plane that goes nowhere, and, and people are sort of taking off a little bit like gangbusters. So that's that was very, very interesting. I thought that that was interesting. People are bored. That's the only explanation. People are just bored. True, true. Uh, Idris Elbow, you're going to uh, put the family uh, in the car and go to the airport for uh, on a plane that's going absolutely positively nowhere? All right, I'm going to disagree with T. Petty on this one. I think they stole this from, like, Soul Plane. Like, it's, it's almost like a plane. You know how you get on that party bus? And you get on the bus, and it had, like, the little your purple lights, and it had the drinks, and it'd be people there dancing around, you know, having a good time. I think that's what they're trying to do and create in the air. But I would say, no, I would not take my family to that. But, like, it does sound like a club in the air. I, I might do that, you know. And if they have, like, a, you know, a VIP section in the airplane, that's well, they already got VIP in airplanes called first class. <laughs> so it's already like a club. So I guess they just trying to figure out how to make money. They ain't got to take people nowhere. They just have a party in the air. I predict that some entrepreneur in Florida will buy a plane, go put some poles in the front, poles in the back, gonna be some strippers in there, the VIP section idea is straight on, my friend, and, <clears throat> excuse me, you're gonna see that there's gonna be people trying to get on the Mile Low Club, if you figure that out, but. We, That's we'll, nasty. This is what, this is what uh, you know, hey, it's, it's a pandemic, so you can't go to the club, somebody going to bring the club to you. But Did you say the Mile Low Club? The Mile Low Club. <laughs> hey, hey you, know, you know when you have that one person who hit the stage that everybody want to see, like, coming to the stage now. And then you have everybody, like, rush to the front of the plane, the plane, like, take a nose down because of the weight limits. <laughs> Gonna turn the cockpit. Gonna turn the cockpit into the DJ booth right there. Yeah, the cockpit. Oh my God, that's oh Lord. Oh, oh. Uh, next oh. word, please. <laughs> All right, uh, Adris, I think you're up. You have the choice between Black Green and Grand Theft Auto. Ooh, I'm gonna go with the Black Green. Black Green. A man identified only as W. Brown. One. <laughs> $650,000 in the lotto in Jamaica. To retain his anonymity, he showed up dressed from head to toe as Darth Vader. Did not want to be photographed. Black Green, would you dress up as Darth Vader to keep your anonymity if you won some lotto money? Man, you give me $650,000, I'd dress up as anything. <laughs> like, I, like, I think that was very smart because he didn't want nobody to know who or she or who he or she was mm -hmm. because he didn't want nobody bugging him. So I, I think it's like, that's very smart. I might have chose a different costume. I don't think I would go as Darth Vader. Uh, I, I, man, I'm trying to think what I would go as. I'd probably dress up like, um, like a mascot. I'd have like a bear head on and like, you know, <laughs> like a, a bear outfit, a uni uniform, you know. So that's, that's what I would do. Okay, okay. And I, I'm mistaken. I don't know who Darth Vader was. It might have been a man, might have been a woman. Again, only identified as W. Brown. T. Petty, would you go to such lengths to retain your anonymity should you come across some coin? Absolutely. People don't need to know all your business. You know, as soon as somebody finds out you got a little bit of money, you become the rich auntie, the rich cousin, the rich something. Yeah, quit it. That was smart. Yeah, you could yeah, just be up there like the little mass singer. You don't even have to. Yeah, I would do that. There it is. You know but what? It would be cool, though. You got $650,000, and then you talk like Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> I would get me I, one of them um, talkie box voices like the, like uh, like Roger Troutman and Zap, but I would show up <laughs> as Pennywise, the clown from It. Oh, and my God. Come that's like, so and come with the red balloon. Be like, where do I sign, G? And that's it. And you know, get hands, butts, and, you know, just get into the limo and then just change my clothes once I get to the house. That's it. It ain't going to be all that um, Darth Vader stuff. It'd be too damn hot, especially in Jamaica. Damn. Um, <laughs> T-Betty, you're up. You have Grand Theft Auto or Emu. Oh, boy. All right. Give me Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto. In Oregon, a man stole a car. 
was chased by the police, ran the intersection, and crashed into a woman who had also stolen a car, and she got crashed by the man that stole the first car. <laughs> Karma, C-A-R-M-A. <laughs> Give me your thoughts on a, being in a stolen car and hit by a stolen car. Yeah, what are the odds that you steal a car, you get away with it, and then you get hit by somebody who also stole a car? Crime does not pay. See, if she was at home avoiding the Rona, that shit would have never happened to her. Exactly. If she did, did anybody die? No, they both survived and they both got charged with felonies, grand theft. So. <laughs> well, then I don't feel I don't feel bad about laughing. I probably wouldn't anyway, to be honest. Mm. But damn, mm. that's fucked up. You got away with the crime and then you get hit by a different criminal. Mm. Mm -hmm. That, oh, that sounds like something out of a movie. Man, this sounds like, like, you know, a love story waiting to happen. This sounds like something that happened to, like, you know, cable television. <laughs> like, they both stole cars and they got gonna fell. They're going to be on love, love, love for a lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> karma, karma, karma. Y'all funny. All right, um, let's see. Uh, Adrice, you're up. Emu or dead cat? Man, I don't mess with no cats, so, like, give me that emu. The president of Brazil had been diagnosed with COVID-19. So he'd been spending time in his palatial presidential estate. On his estate, he has this bird. It's a flightless bird. It's kind of like an ostrich, kind of like an emu. He was trying to feed it. It bit him. Good for his ass or what? First of all, why you got an emu as a pet? And of course it's going to bite you. Like what? That... Emu don't recognize you. You've been off running a country, so you ain't been there at the house. So you ain't been taking care of it. It don't recognize you. Of course it's going to bite you. It don't know who you is. So that, that, that makes sense. So he should, one, not have an emu as a pet. And two, if he's going to have an emu as a pet, he should be home more often to get to know it and to take care of it. He, told, he should be at home. Now he'll get to know the emu on a very intimate basis, including the teeth marks on his hand. T. Petty. <laughs> The president of Brazil was bitten by a flightless bird. Now, the only emu I know is the one that be in them um, Liberty Biberty commercials, uh, Lemu Emu, but this emu bit the president of Brazil. Well, good, because he is nothing but a Spanish-speaking Donald Trump. So fuck him. I'm glad he got bitten. I hope he gets the rabies mm -hmm. and whatever else that, that can happen, because he is a real live piece of shit. And I'm telling you, animals be knowing. I don't really mess with animals too much, but they they got some instincts. We should respect them. The bird is and ain't the COVID crazy. running wild in Brazil? And you there playing with emus? Listen. Well, there ain't no different than uh, white people's president and what's going on here. Them animals be knowing. That's scary. That's scary. Okay, um, let's see. Adrice, you went last. So, T. Patty, we're down to our final two categories. Dead cat or freaky marsupials. <sighs> what is your obsession with animals? This let's go with dead. Let's go with dead cat. Oh, dead God. cat. Dead cat. A family in Georgia who had a cat named Cody that died 12 years ago. They received a voter registration notice in the mail addressed to Cody, the dead cat. Now, Georgia, as we know, has been well documented, is having problems getting live bodies, real live open polling places, yet they sending out voter registration notices to dead cats. T. Petty, the floor is yours. I mean, Kemp and whoever the Secretary of State is in Georgia is down there fucking that whole state up. I'm not surprised. Black people can't vote, but they don't have no problem sending out voter registration notices to dead cats or live ones. Like, what the hell is going on down there? So I'm not surprised. Uh, and Georgia, y'all better watch out this election because it's going to be some bullshit. The voter suppression is going to be ramped up to the highest level of high. So y'all be on alert down there. Obviously, cats going to get to vote before y'all do. <laughs> now, um, Adrice, we had talked previously that um, the Atlanta Hawks are opening their basketball arena. Oh, wait, wait. Uh -huh. before, before you start, I, I got a comment on this um, cat story. 
Because I, I don't like cats because they, they too smart. They do like all kind of sinister and shysty stuff. I don't like cats. So it would not surprise me all the cats got together oh and say, look here, this country is on the brink of collapsing. <laughs> and if we don't figure out <laughs> how to get Cheeto 45 out the office, it's about to be bad for everybody, including all the animals. <laughs> and so they, they probably like got together and they registered that cat to vote. I think it's a it's a cat spirit. <laughs> you know what? Mm, you funny, bro. You, look, uh, oh, who's on the roster to vote today? We got Garfield. We got Heath. <laughs> oh, Pink Panther, come on in. Bake sale to the right. Voting machine to the left. Um, it, it's going to be crazy. Yeah. But again, we did talk about uh, the NBA arenas uh, opening themselves up to be voting super center. So the Atlanta Hawks are one. Shout out to them. And also the Sacramento Kings have also announced that they will uh, open their arena for folks uh, to vote on presidential election day, November 3rd. So make sure no matter where you are uh, to get registered and take things from there. Sir, the ball is in your court. The final subject is freaky marsupial. All right. You ready for this? I'm ready for this. Scientists, scientists are studying koalas possibly as the key for a chlamydia vaccine. Koalas are freaky marsupials and get it on and are quite promiscuous in the animal world. They also transmit chlamydia to each other. And the scientists say the koala bear, the nice cuddly cute koala bear is getting their freak on, transmitting uh, chlamydia, but might hold the key to a chlamydia vaccine. Did you know koalas was freaks? No, I did not know that about koalas. But I did know they spend a lot of their times getting high eating eucalyptus leaves. <laughs> so that actually makes sense for a koala that they would be freaky and passing all kind of stuff <laughs> among each other. So that 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 actually makes sense to me. That goes together. Mm -hmm. T. Petty, eucalyptus and chill. Your thoughts on these freaky koala bears? You know what I want to know? Who was the first person that found out that koala bears can transmit chlamydia to each other? Yeah, that's a good question, T. <laughs> Petty. That's a good <laughs> question. I mean, I don't really have much to say about that. I guess they can't use condoms. Hell, Americans or humans barely use them. So, man. I mean, if they can find out a cure to uh, the heebie-jeebies, then go right ahead. But no, I did not know that uh, the koalas was getting it in like that. Kudos to them. All right. They said that now the United States is the not only COVID capital of the world, but the chlamydia capital of the world. So I'm sure some people uh, here in the United States and worldwide that hope that these scientists hurry up and find this vaccine for chlamydia. You're listening to the Digital Gumbo Podcast. Thanks for joining us. When we come back, we'll have the news and go in depth on the number of subjects. Stay tuned. Remember, we're available wherever you find podcasts on IG and Twitter at the Digital Gumbo and email the show for feedback, thedigitalgumbo at gmail.com, thedigitalgumbo at gmail.com. More ahead. Stay tuned. Welcome back. Again, you listen to the Digital Gumbo Podcast. Thanks so much for joining me. As always, joined by my co-host, T. Petty and Adrice Elbow. You guys, uh, I have not been with you for a while, so let's catch up on some of this news. Um, some breaking news out of the Minnesota area. The murderer, ex-cop Derek Chauvin and his wife have been charged with tax evasion. Uh, according to the story that I read, they uh, failed to report about half a million dollars worth of income and also failed to pay about uh, forty dollars to $50,000 on that income. Um, T. Petty, your thoughts on uh, the ex-cop murderer Chauvin uh, being charged with uh, under-reporting his income and tax evasion when it was reported, or at least anecdotally it was said that they were initially called uh, to the bar where uh, George Floyd was for a report of a counterfeit $20 bill. So it is extremely ironic that he murdered George Floyd over an alleged 
counterfeit $20 bill. Meanwhile, him and his bitch-ass wife were underreporting their income over the past several years by half a million dollars. Is that not emblematic of America? That you get pissed at us for little petty bullshit, alleged petty bullshit. Oh, she engaged in food stamp fraud. And meanwhile, millionaires and billionaires are fucking this country over left and right, basically looting the treasury. It's just ironic. And remember when we were talking about her filing for a divorce from him and we said yes. financial reasons? Yes. How the truth is coming out. Man, digital gumbo damas. We knowing. Spot on. And I think that's something still going to come out about these counterfeit bills and what might uh, be happening with the perpetrators of that. Not on the George Floyd end of things, but a higher sort of conspiracy level. But uh, we'll see what happens with that. Adris, um, this dude didn't report a half a million dollars worth of income and didn't pay taxes on it as well. So him and his wife have been uh, charged with felonies, bro. Your thoughts? Look, this murderer knelt on the neck of George Floyd for eight minutes and 46 seconds and killed him. Of course he cheating on his taxes, right? Because he think he can get away with it. You know, he's been doing this probably his entire life, right? And so him cheating on his taxes is just another example of just in how he crosses the line over and over again. And it resulted in him crossing the line and thinking he can get away with killing a black man. So, yeah, I can believe that. It's going to be very interesting to see, you know, well, we'll continue to monitor uh, that court action in addition to obviously uh, the George Floyd murder case. But uh, yeah, the underreport uh, half a million dollars of income, uh, definitely, definitely crazy. All right, let's spin it y'all to the politics report. I mean, what are we going to do about this, man? Um, Cheeto 45 canceled his convention. I'm sure the Democrats will do the same. They'll do this uh, virtually and make the nomination uh, choices for president soon. Uh, our boy, uh, Joe Biden. Uh, as the taping of this broadcast, we're like in the last week of uh, July. He still has not named a vice presidential candidate, uh, down to amongst the final four uh, black female candidates, black women candidates that are out there. Keisha Lance Bottoms from Georgia, Val Demings from Florida, Kamala Harris, Senator Kamala Harris, and also uh, former NSA advisor Susan Rice. So, um, Adris, your thoughts on, again, uh, you said on this podcast that he has to pick a black woman. Time's getting short for Joe. The election is almost in about 105 days. So who's it going to be, man? Yo, I was listening to like, um, Joy Reid on a readout and, uh, her new show and she had Biden on there and he was talking about the, um, his vice presidential picks and it seems like they're vetting candidates and hopefully they'll make a choice, um, soon. But, uh, you know, I, I will say this. It's like, it is very hard to listen to Joe Biden these days. And, yeah. I, you know, it is so hard to listen to him. Like, when he was on the Joy Reid show, he would be talking. And I was like, man, just just stop. Don't go too far. Don't don't don't, don't say nothing out the way. When he went to thank Joy Reid and say he was proud of her for the show, I was like, Joe, shut up. Stop. You about to say something that's going to get you in trouble, that's going to mess it up. So I feel like, you know, with Joe Biden, like, we, we like, got the ball on, like, the 10-yard line. And, you know, we got, like, you know, four downs to get it in. But, like, he could possibly, like, fumble. Fumble. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he already did because he said that Trump was the first racist president this country has ever had. Now, he knows good and goddamn well that is not true. I'm going to vote for him because I'm not a fucking idiot. However, I want him to shut the hell up. Like, quit going off script, bruh. Just stay on task, please. That's it. You got one job. One fucking job. That's it. I'm with both of y'all. Uh, Joe, Joe Biden's voice does not sound good. He sounds like he swallowed uh, an eight-ounce bottle of concrete and needs a cough drop. His voice is very, very scratchy. I'm very concerned. No, I'm, I'm not bullshitting. I'm, I'm very concerned about Joe's health. We only got to get him through to January 21st. Let's see what happens. But I'm very concerned about his health, like from a throat, chest standpoint. So we'll see what happens. The other thing is, is that- and You know the COVID going around, so that's like, that's bad. 
He's, well, he's, he's probably a- just hoarse. At this point, it's normal for them. They're giving speeches all the time. They're doing all that kind of razzmatazz. Uh, perhaps going hoarse would be good because then he can't say no more dumb shit. Mm. They, they need to have a tea man with cough drops and honey like on the standby. As soon as he get done with uh, JoJo <clears throat> and get him ready because <laughs> he's going to have to do a lot of talking. Hopefully he'll just shut the hell up. Not a lot. And we'll see what happens. Um, I'm putting my money on Susan Rice. Susan Rice is not for play play. Like there's a certain, you know, like um, you'd rather be respected than fear. Uh, she gets my respect. She is, she has the international arena, knows these cats, know what their tendencies are in terms of protecting the country from um, foreign invaders, foreign stuff, that type of deal. You're going to need somebody in the White House so that Joe can concentrate on getting the economy back right and battling and putting this um, coronavirus thing to rest. So she just looks like she is not for play play and she knows her shit. No disrespect to the other potential final four candidates, but my money is on Susan Rice. She's not for play play. Man, I, I, I like her too, but I don't know if Joe can handle Susan Rice, right? Like she, that sister is bad. And like, I don't, I don't know if Joe, if, if, if Joe could like be okay with what she brings. So I, I'm, I'm thinking more like a, a Val Demings, and um, just because you know she's kind of been in, the, um, you know, in law enforcement, and she kind of knows the chain of command and how to how to navigate that. I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that because he's worked with uh, he's worked with Susan Rice before in the Obama administration. So. What would be the problem with him work with him working with her again? I don't I don't see a problem with it. I think he would be fine. You know the drill. Yeah, I think if he takes Rice and then finds roles for Bottoms, for Demings, uh, and for Harris in the administration, it'd be very easy to do. And um, the more smart people you have around you and tell you what to do, the better you are as an organization. Um, uh, I hate that I even have to do this as a story, uh, but this uh, son of a bitch. Uh, Representative Ted Yoho Ted. from uh, came out of his mouth wrong and called uh, AOC Alexandra uh, Ocasio. Um, thank you. Yeah. Uh, came out of his mouth and uh, called her. I'm not going to repeat the word. Uh, it was a slur. Uh, just just say that uh, it would be F and B if it was uh, a slur. Um, he denied it. There was a reputable reporter who heard uh, Ted Yoho say this. Um, just, just your thoughts on the level of disrespect from, uh, this quote unquote. Uh, definitely not a gentleman. And I will say what he called her, called her a fucking bitch out of nowhere, but I'm not surprised by that. Also not surprised that he lied and said he didn't say it because that's what cowards generally do. So, um, I don't know if you got a chance to see it. I think it happened earlier this morning. Her response to him. Did you see that? I did. I did. She said she did not need his apology and talked about uh, the nature of his behavior. She basically sliced his balls off and handed them to him a fricasseed on the side on the, the house floor. And so I'm here for it. She did exactly what she was supposed to. Her response was exactly correct. Basically, she was like, keep your weak ass, bitch ass apology. Uh, remember that when somebody calls your daughter a fucking bitch and don't come crying and begging about civility when you don't want to grant any. So she has my respect and um, people should probably watch their mouth because she also is not for the play play. Regardless of how you feel about her politics, she's not for the bullshit and I'm with it. Absolutely. Totally agree. Uh, Adrice, if your last name was Yoho, would you come out your mouth any kind of way to anybody? Cause you know, um, your last name is Yoho. Your thoughts on the lack of decorum and the disrespect from the uh, representative uh, on Florida towards AOC? Look, I don't know why they refer to them as statesmen, as that's, you know, some form of kind of like respect or that they're going to appreciate civility. I think T. Petty is right. Like, you know, civility, in a sense, is is almost dead. And, and, and they use civility as a kind of like, you know, bludgeon over the heads of folks who are kind of standing up for rights and human rights and Black Lives Matter. 
and they use civility as like a bludgeon to beat people over the heads. Like once you do it this way and that way, but then they step over the line all the time. Yep. And so that's, that is just like, you know, that's just hypocrisy at its, at its highest. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. I, I learned a little Spanish during the uh, pandemic. Y'all ready for this? Uh, frijoles negros, which translates in English to black beans, the Goya controversy. Madrice, your main man, Cheeto45, out here hawking Goya products right on the desk in the president's office. I don't think there's ever been any commercial hawking to this level in the president's office ever. The closest we got was the My uh, Pillow Man at the press conference a few months ago. Your thoughts on this whole Goya controversy, including Ivanka holding a damn can of black beans like she was a Price is Right model. My thing is, why why it gotta be so low rent? Like if you're gonna if you're gonna sell the highest office in the land, you mean tell me you're gonna hawk some some Goya black beans and my pillow? Like can't you get like some 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 like more respectable brands in there or something like that? If you're gonna sell the highest office in the land, I just I, I just I don't understand this. And I, I I guess you know people do anything uh, for money. Mm-hmm. T. Petty, we uh, joked in our chat stream that uh, the black beans that Ivanka was holding is about as close she's going to get to black ever in her life. Your thought about her hawking the Goya products, uh, holding again the can of black beans like she was a Price is Right model. Well, yet another violation in broad daylight. Uh, the Hatch Act, perhaps somebody in that White House should crack open a a fucking book and read something about the laws that they continually violate uh, day after day. So to see what is allegedly the highest office in the land with a bunch of fucking black beans and Goya products piled on top of it, like anybody in that White House eats anything with some fucking seasoning on it. Let's Goya be beans on a resolute desk. What that look like? damn ridiculous. So it's just another case of somebody sucking up to Trump and he's like, yes, let me shout far and wide about how I love Goya beans. Now, you know that man ain't never ate a black bean in his fucking life unless maybe it's a black jelly bean. I just, really, it's just more antics that need to be ignored because what we should have been paying attention to was uh, the fact that he has not commented on Russia's bounty on dead troops in Afghanistan mm-hmm. or the fascism that's unfolding before our very eyes with them sending in armed federal troops to Portland, Chicago, everywhere else across the country while he's spreading his bullshit. Or, or the like, 4 million cases of corona. One million that actually came in the last 16 days. Exactly. And 140-some thousand people dead. So it's a three-ring circus, but the main act is what we need to keep our ball on. But also, fuck them. Mm-hmm. I mean, keep, All our right. ball on. keep our eye on the ball, not keep our ball on. That's Shut right. up. Shut up. <laughs> we already know where you're going with that. <laughs> All right. Lastly, I have to bring this up because it is news. Uh, T. Petty, I'm going to throw this to you first. Uh, Our brother, the rapper from Chicago, has filed the $35,000 fee and will appear as a presidential candidate on the ballot in the state of Oklahoma on November 3rd. However, he did have a meltdown of sorts at his campaign, quote unquote, campaign stop in Adresa's birth state, South Carolina. Your thoughts on Brother Kanye? First of all, brother, my ass. So let's just break this down. It is un, an indisputable fact that the man has a mental illness. For that, he should not be judged, ridiculed, made fun of, none of that. But it's also true at the same time that he is misogynist with particular venom towards Black women. He's irresponsible, he's anti-black, and he's an asshole. These things are true at the same time. So for me, it's fuck Kanye from now until the end of time. 
fuck him. You can't be an asshole and try to use your uh, your manic episodes as an excuse for you to shit all over black people and black women. So for real, fuck him. Gotcha. And that's gotcha. that on that. Totally hear that. Uh, Adrice, your thoughts on Kanye and his meltdown at the campaign stop in South Carolina, bro? Hey, I saw just like clips of that supposedly rally in South Carolina, and it was insane. It seemed like every part of it was insane. But the most insane part was when he mentioned that, you know, Harriet Tubman freed the slaves, but what she really did was had them go work for other white people. And, you know, I, I read the, um, you know, the Twitter feeds and whatever it is on social media and people trying to explain what he meant and, and whatnot. But I'm, I'm thinking, like, if, if you say that about Harriet Tubman, then what you say about yourself? Mm. Right? What you say about yourself? So that's 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 my thing. He he's on the um you know the the right end whatever thing in in Oklahoma, and I think that's the only state, right? <laughs> I don't think he made any other states. So it it is just like baffling, just baffling. And I think you you hit it um, on the nose, Nook, when you talked about um, how he had that conversation with Cheeto Forty Five and um, Pod Strickland broke it down like the rationale on the last digital gumbo. Yeah. So I, I think that's it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, listen, we got to do a little bit of advocacy. And uh, T-Petty, you hit it on the head. Have a phone number here for SAMHSA. SAMHSA stands for the Substance Abuse and Mental Health uh, Services Administration. They have a hotline, 24 hours, seven days a week, 365 days a year. If you know someone who needs mental health services or health with uh, – uh, substance abuse services, they can help you in terms of finding uh, resources that are available to you in your area. The number is 1-800-662-HELP. That's 1-800-662-4357. That is the Substance Abuse Mental Health Services Administration Hotline. And the folks uh, there have uh, seen an uptick uh, in calls, but again, uh, they are equipped and uh, can lead uh, anyone that needs uh, that type of help with substance abuse or mental health uh, in the right direction to help uh, get them well. So again, during this pandemic, check on your friends, check on your neighbors. And again, the SAMHSA Substance Abuse Mental Health Services Administration Hotline, 1-800-662-4357, 1-800-662-4357. All right, let's switch gears, y'all. What did you What did you do on Monday, uh, Adris? Monday? That seemed like it was so long ago. Like, what was Monday? <laughs> it was like two days before yesterday. Wow, dang, these weeks is getting long. What, uh, what the heck did I do on Monday? Are we gonna was let it you... a special day or something? Was it a holiday? I, I'm just trying to figure out what you did on Monday. I'll, let you, I'll come back to you. T-Petty, what did you do on Monday? On Monday, I worked a 12-hour day, okay. and then I had me some drinks and okay. went to bed. What did you do on Monday? I feel like this is a trick no, question. Monday I worked. I put in uh, eight hours. I caught up on the 1,500 emails that I had to get uh, to while I took a little bit of uh, uh, some away time. Adrice, did you figure out what you did on Monday? Yeah, I, I did. One of the things I always do is, like, I help, help my son with his school. Then I ate a little something. Then I think I answered some emails. And then I bugged my wife about something. So it was pretty, pretty, pretty regular Monday. Okay. Pretty regular Monday. On Monday, two things happened. Jeff Bezos made on Monday $13 billion, with a B, $13 billion. The only two companies that's out here in the world that's worth more than a trillion dollars are Apple at $1.6 trillion, and Amazon is now worth $1.5 trillion. So again, based upon the stock price increase, Jeff Bezos made $13 billion on Monday. Also, it was announced that $2 billion is going to Pfizer, the pharmaceutical giant, for 100 million doses of the vaccine. So $2 billion to Pfizer, and Jeff Bezos uh, made $13 billion. They said with the money that Jeff Bezos made just on Monday, he could have bought the Dallas Cowboys, the Knicks, and I forget what the third team was, and still have $2 billion in his pocket. So, Adrice, Amazon, they getting your money and your thoughts on Jeff Bezos making $13 billion on Monday. Look, they about to end the $600 unemployment thing, you know, check that people getting at the end of the month. 
and they scrambling to figure out what they're going to do about it. And the only I give them $100. And you mean to tell me this man made $13 billion? Was it $13 billion? $13 billion. $13 billion. Do you know how much money that is? $13 billion. My thing is also, you know how they come up with all these rescue packages for businesses? Mm -hmm. They be like, we need a trillion dollars. Oh, now we need another trillion dollars. So you can find all this money to support businesses. And you have companies like Amazon and Jeff Bezos making $13 billion, but you can't give people $600 a month to survive. That's crazy. Mm, mm, mm. T. Petty, Jeff Bezos need to put some money, just let you like get a layaway on Amazon just to get some money. You just pay it back in installments or something. 13 billion for him and 2 billion for Pfizer. Money Monday was a big money day. So, I think it is shameful that Jeff Bezos made 13 billion dollars in one day. But people that work in Amazon warehouses can barely get 15 dollars an hour in and healthcare. Like that is a fucking shame. And there is no way in the world that what is happening in this country in terms of like income inequality is sustainable. People are, like Idris said, like $600 a month is the difference between some people being able to keep a roof over their head and stomach in their kids' bellies and being on the street and starving. And meanwhile, this bald-headed asshole is making $13 billion in one fucking day that is unconscionable. And I just, I just don't know. Like, it's, it's, it's too many pressures all happening at the same time. Like, that is obscene. I'm going to put it to y'all like this. When Jeff Bezos divorced his wife, he had to give her $40 billion, $40 billion with a B dollars. He has made that $40 billion back in five months since the pandemic. That's how much dough he's rolling in. Of course, $40 billion. Billion. You know what? I mean, it was worth it because did y'all see those damn text messages he was sending that mistress? He has the worst game. His game is worse than Tiger giving people subway. <laughs> like, damn, if you rich, I guess you don't need to bother with having mouthpiece because he is trash. Mm, mm, mm. Unbelievable. All right, let's switch gears, y'all. Uh, the police report. Uh, they got the Gestapo out in Portland. The mayor of Portland got tear gassed last night as he was part of the protest in uh, Portland. Uh, Cheeto45 is saying that he's sending cops to other cities to quote-unquote help them with uh, their uh, protesters and whatnot. So um, y'all thoughts about unmarked police, no badges, no identification whatsoever, grabbing protesters off the street in Portland and putting them in these unmarked vans. T. Petty. It's fascism. Plain and simple, in plain sight. And you know what's really funny? Not not funny, ha-ha, but funny. Now, all these little uh, amosexuals been running around all this time talking about they are arming themselves to the teeth for the time when a tyrannical government comes to fuck them up. Mm. And yet, it is here, and where are they? At home, eating ding-dongs mm. and calling people niggers. So, once again... The the racism just jumps out. It's cool that the the well, we think they're federal officials. Who the fuck knows who they are? Because unmarked uniforms, unmarked cars. Nobody asked for these people to come. So whoever they are, acting under Bill uh, Bill Barr's authority, showing up, basically kidnapping people doing God knows what to them because they're not reading them their rights or anything. They're hauling them off and doing whatever. And silence from the people who claim to be for liberty and justice for all. I'm just so sick of this ghetto ass country, but I can't leave it because our passports are worthless. We can't go no damn where. Speaking facts, speaking facts. Adrice, where the militia at? They arresting people, just taking them in unmarked vans in Portland and taking them to federal detention centers and courts and whatnot, not reading them their rights. What's up with that, bro? You know what? I'm going to be straight up with you, Nook and T. Patty. That's been happening in black communities, right? Absolutely. It's been happening with police. You know, in, in, in my city, they call them the jump out boys. 
Like if you're yeah. on the corner, that unmarked car roll up, um, unmarked people without no like you know uniforms on, they they jump out, beat you up, put the cuffs on you, shove you in the car. Next thing you know, you're in the criminal justice system. That's that's happening in in American cities with black people already. So um, all of America now is 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 seeing it happen on a federal level. But guess what? It's still happening in black communities. Yeah. All all the federal agents that they send it to Chicago, Baltimore, all all, all those places is is black communities. So it's been happening and they just they just ratcheting it up. Yeah, welcome to our world. We're going to see what happens with this. I want to give a shout out to the mothers in Portland. They came in and uh, uh, formed a blockade around the protesters. So that helped to uh, sort of die down the situation with the uniform police. There also was uh, a naked protester. They nicknamed her Naked Athena. And uh, some protesters were able to get away uh, while she served as sort of like a modern day Lady Godiva and, and caused a distraction. So, wait, I just want to say to my point if you're in a fight, get naked. That would only it work, work for a white woman. So wait, let's well, talk yeah, about the two, two examples was white women. I, I'll give you that. Let's talk about this for one second. So these uh, moms, what do they call them? Mom, the mom wall or whatever, mm-hmm. right? In Portland. It's primarily white women, right? Mm-hmm. So that just goes to show, because if it was a wall of black mothers that showed up, you think they would give a single solitary chicken fried fuck about that? They would not. They would brutalize them and go on about their business like they've been doing. So this is an example of white women um, putting their bodies on the line and doing something that a black mother would never be granted license to do. So I appreciate their. Um, them, you know, sort of being, doing being it. co-conspirators. But let's be clear about what's really happening because we know that black people would not be allowed to do that. Hmm. Fair enough. Fair enough. Hey, you're listening to the Digital Gumbo Podcast. Thanks for joining us as always. I'm here with my co-host T Petty and Adrice Elbow. Uh, this is uh, episode 17. You can find us anywhere you get podcasts. You can hit the rewind button if you want and listen to the episode from the beginning. As always, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter. Our handle is at the digital gumbo, at the digital gumbo. And of course, you can email the show, the digital gumbo at gmail.com, the digital gumbo at gmail.com. Download, subscribe, rate, and review today. Download, subscribe, rate, and review today. Lock, now I'm off the leash Mic drop, I ain't gotta preach I just do what comes natural Five star, everything I see Live lives, no apology Take charge, no one can compete I just do what comes natural Alright Drees, we about five weeks out from school starting Betsy DeVos, Education Secretary, is devoid of clues Nancy Pelosi, Speaker Nancy Pelosi said she wouldn't trust her with a house plant um, she, uh, the administration says they will not let science impact uh, their decision on schools. They estimated that 0.02% of school children, it's an estimate, may die this year. 0.02% of all school children in America equals 15,000 dead school children. I'll let y'all think on that for a minute. They haven't talked about teachers as well. So, Adris, online school in-person school, a mix of both. Where do you stand, bro? You got school-age kids. Look, Betsy DeVos does not love the babies. She does not love the children. Hmm. I, you know, I, they said we're not going to let science dictate whether we open schools or not. Let that sink in. We're not going to let science dictate whether we open the schools or not. I am so fortunate that in my state, in my city, they said, we're, they've already said, we're going to start schools virtually for the first six weeks of the school year, and then we'll assess it and see what happens. And I know, like, not going to school, believe me, I like, I want these kids out the house. And I know a lot of parents do, and a lot of parents got to go to work, and school is essential. But at the end of the day, it's about the health and safety of a child. 
that overrides everything else. And definitely the federal government has just like ignored their responsibility in this. They're trying to push it off all on the cities and the states to do that. And it's just no leadership when it comes to that. And it's appalling that you said that 0.2% it's like 15,000 kids they're willing to sacrifice. Mm, mm, mm. 15,000. T. Patty, I know that uh, your baby is way out of school age, but mm. again, um, they talking, I mean, 50, plant, 50 states with 50 plants. Some school districts are going to be virtual. Uh, some they're still advocating for less than four weeks before these kids go back to school to be in person. Your thoughts on just this whole shamble and mess with this uh, educational system? Well, I'm... Nobody should be surprised. After all, these are the people who don't give a fuck when babies are gunned down in their classrooms and kids have to do active shooter drills every day. So they sacrifice babies to the NRA every single year. So there is no surprise at all that they don't give a fuck that potentially 15,000 kids will uh, die as a result of this terrible decision to reopen schools. You know why? Because it's not their kids. Mm, speak uh, on a tea, Patty. Voldemort, that's what I like to call the governor, the former governor of Florida, now Senator Rick Scott. Um, he said supporting the schools reopening in Florida, but his grandkids won't be there. Mm. So why does he give a fuck at all? He has resources to send his little hell spawn, whoever they are, to private schools. So it doesn't matter mm. about the poor little black white, Hispanic, Asian, whatever kids who, as a result of this decision, because it won't be him and it won't be his. So he does not care. And that embodies the GOP to a T. Yeah, yeah very Ooh, interesting. Y'all hear that? Thunder? Oh, that was thunder? I thought that was, was thunder. I thought, I thought it was thunder. Like Oh, it's a, it's a light show happening outside my window right now. Oh, then let's try and get this going. Ain't no need for nobody to die on the on the podcast. Uh, really quickly, <laughs> this Karen and Chad report. I'm gonna run this down for y'all. Uh, our favorite couple, the McCloskeys, charged with felonies. Uh, their guns have been seized. They waved their guns at protesters in St. Louis. The Missouri governor says if they are convicted, he will pardon them. McCloskey's also showed up online at a Cheeto rally. Uh, T. Petty, your thought quickly on the McCloskey's. Uh, I am not surprised. The audacity of caucasity strikes again. So rightfully so that they are being charged because they were being a fucking menace to society out on the streets threatening people. But it's on brand for America for the governor to interfere with the local jurisdiction and say, even if they get convicted, uh, he will be pardoning them. So I hope they do face uh, the well-deserved consequences for their foolish actions because their behavior was egregious and ridiculous, um, but they want to face as much punishment as they should. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Dries, your thoughts on the McCloskey's charge with felonies for brandishing them weapons, AR-15s and whatnot, and people that's just going down the street to the mayor's house to protest in St. Louis? Man, the McCloskey's, I've been reading about them, and they actually got all kind of issues they've been having with people in the past. So this is like just one of many kind of controversies they've been involved in, and they actually deserve to do time for what they did, brandishing like weapons, at peaceful protesters, but it is crazy, like T. Petty said, that they haven't even been, like, convicted yet, and you got the governor saying, like, oh, we're going to pardon them if they are. So, you know, that is just, it's just like, what is America coming to? Mm-mm-mm. Even if convicted, that uh, Mark, even if they're pardoned, that Mark was still saying their record, so we'll see how that trial turns out. Also, on the Karen and Chad report, Costco Chad got fired, the guy that was walking around with the running things since 1776 shirt that got in somebody's face uh, at the Costco. He's been fired from his job. And Country Time Lemonade is offering $100 in bailout funds to kids who have had the Karens call uh, the police on them with the lemonade stands and just kids uh, impacted by the pandemic 
with their lemonade stands. They write a little essay and they cut them a check for $100. So uh, hats off to Country Time Lemonade for uh, helping out the kids during a very, very strange summer. That's how you do okay, a Country Time Lemonade. Like, that's how you combat the Karen. I did see that. Now, wait a minute. Running things since 1776. I missed that story. Are you kidding me? Did somebody yeah. be here? No, so that was Co that was Costco Chad. When he was in Costco, he didn't have a mask on. Somebody asked him to wear the mask. He didn't have a mask on. He got in their face with his droplets, and that's what his T-shirt said. <laughs> Running things since 1776. They identified him quickly. TSI tw or uh, CSI Twitter got on that. Costco Chad got fired. So I don't know why these people continue to do that, but yeah, that's. The oh, you know why? Mm. And and country time again. Hats off to them. You're right, Drees. I like the Jack uh, the Jack Palmer. Is that what it's called? With the um the Arnold Palmer. The Arnold Palmer. Half tea, Arnold half lemonade. That's the one. And the mix with the crystals, and you mix it with the water. That's some good stuff. Good in, stuff. In my city, they call it a half and half. That's yeah, the half is. and half. It is. Half, half is undefeated. You put your favorite vodka in there, and it's good to go. All right, we got storms coming, so we're going to finish this up quickly. Iceland, they put together a campaign. You send them a voice recording of you hollering to let off steam during the pandemic. They take a big boombox, put it out in nature in Iceland, and they play your voice just so you can let your screams out. T. Petty, your thoughts, and give me your best holler that with something we might hear if you was to participate in this in, in Iceland. Well, you know, my tagline for the longest has been fuck the police, but I feel like I need to be a little bit more original. I'm going to have to marinate on this a, a minute. I feel like I need to come up with something that is really, really screams tea petty for 2020. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to have to marinate on it for a minute. Okay. Okay. Adris, they're letting out uh, steam in Iceland and they put your voice in nature, waterfalls, the whole nine yards. What would you say that could be repeated with an echo out in nature in Iceland? Man, I think this is like brilliant marketing just to kind of get your scream out and all the frustration out. And I think what I would say, like Nook and T-Pad, it was like, they would have to like edit every word, every other word that I said, because it would be a cuss word. <laughs> I'll probably say, listen to the digital gumbo. Black Lives Matter. And my <laughs> cash app is dollar sign. And then put my cash app out there so I can get some coin. So when we get back together, man, I have some money in my pocket. We go drink. Be right uh, that's good. And, and you wouldn't have to dress up like Darth Vader. Exactly. Exactly. T. Patty, any thoughts? You still marinating on that? I'm still marinating. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I should let y'all pick it. Okay. Okay. We have to. But then again, maybe not. I don't, you let you me might be like, it. call Cassidy or something like that. You know? <laughs> yeah, that would be it. Our, our, our famous sayings. That's right. That's right. Uh, this is the Digital Gumbo Podcast. Again, uh, we are available on Instagram. Hit us up. Instagram, uh, at the Digital Gumbo. On Twitter, at the Digital Gumbo. And you can email the show, thedigitalgumbo at gmail.com thedigitalgumbo at gmail.com and um, we're available wherever you find podcasts. Remember to subscribe, rate, review, and share. Subscribe, rate, review, and share. We appreciate your feedback, but if you tell a friend and they download and they write a review and give us five stars, it'll help us grow and get to the point where we want to be uh, with this podcast. Y'all good? Good. Good. Love y'all. See you next episode. Thank you. Peace. Thanks, producer E. Thank you, E. Thank you, brother. Pew, 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 pew. It's better heaven, better hell You know where I take it and you know I do it well When I come through, better show up with respect I ain't want nothing but that motherfucking check You can catch me at your door, you can catch me in your home Oh, you're running late, just send the address to my phone Copy, paste, and go Baby, don't be playing with me I could come through and take off your shit